All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, September 11th of 2023 here, wrapping up week one of the NFL here. NFL Main Slate is over, uh, was awesome, was so happy to have football back myself here. I'm sure all of you were as well. We have a Monday night football showdown tonight to wrap up week one with Buffalo and the Jets. Plenty of time to talk about that here today and then we also have an 11 game mlb main slate but for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew i'm one of the coaches over here at saberson it's a show where we go over how to use the saberson app answer any and all dfs related questions you get your questions in one of three ways here first off you can send us an email support at saberson.com second you can post it live in the youtube chat or three, you can post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. Highly recommend it. As always, get access to our similar channels, get access to the Office Hours channel, get access to our individual sport channels, uh, ask sport-specific questions, get feedback from other members of the community and other members of the SaberSim team here but with that being said i know a lot of people are here for the week one winners of the max challenge if you guys are not familiar with what the max challenge is here it is our season long giveaway for the nfl season here and uh week one just is uh just concluded here so we're gonna have weekly winners we are going to have season long winners here if you guys aren't signed up use this page it is in the description of this video you can use it to sign up you can see the eligibility requirements down here on the bottom but uh to get us started week one max challenge we had 254 people participate here so great to see uh just a great turnout overall here uh you know participating means that you maxed out one of the mini max contests on DraftKings here so great to see the turnout there and then our top scorer of the week was Steven underscore 1974, taking second place in the mini max with a score of 227.94 points. So close to first was like less than one point here. Uh, the, the prizes for winning first place is three free months of Saberson Ultimate, a custom championship belt, which is pictured up here in the top right corner, and a dedicated max challenge spot in our winner circle. Uh, so, so close to that. Uh, you know, great job overall. You are still going to win a free Saberson hoodie and get an entry into our end of the season $5,000 free roll here. But uh, great job there, Steven. And now we are going to give away free entry into next week's mini max to one lucky user here so if you guys max entered uh we have your name on a list the list is linked in the office hours channel here so you can check to make sure that you your name is listed here and uh, we do our best to make sure that we get that information right the first time here so that page uh looks like looks like this here and uh you know winner up at the top and then all of our maxers here. So you could go in and make sure your name. Oh, wait, sorry. Don't have this up. So sharing now. So you can go in here, make sure your name is on this list. Uh, so just find yourself if you're worried about that. We do our best to make sure we get everybody. And then I took this list of names here, all 254 people. And then I uh, brought this over to our trusty wheel of names here. So this is going to be how we determine who gets free entry into next week's mini max here. So Actually, you know what? I did this. Uh, Jordan made one update. We were missing a couple of names here. So I'm going to clear this out, and I am going to uh, redo this here. So let me make sure I get everybody here, and then we will do our spin 
for free entry into next week's mini match. So I uh, apologize about that, but get that sorted out. All right. So got all 254 up here at the top. Going to shuffle this a couple of times here. Uh, get it a little mixed up here. And we are going to spin. So uh, great way to start off week one max challenge giveaway here. And it looks like our winner is Belcaro J. So let me write that down. Belcaro J618. You have one uh, free entry into next week's mini max. Someone from our support team will reach out to you, letting you know you have one. So congratulations to Belcaro. Congratulations to Steven. And I look forward to a strong season of mini max uh, contest here. Hopefully someone can take one down sooner rather than later, but great job, everybody. And we are going to jump into our regularly scheduled office hours here. So bringing up Saberson here, uh, looks like Benny Hani is here. What is going on? How are you doing? So, uh, you know, like I said, we have the showdown slate tonight. Willing to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about here. We are going to start with questions that came in via the office hours channel, and then we will jump over to the live YouTube chat. So first question here from Sion. Question says, I play on multiple sites. Is there a way to see my contests on all sites instead of having multiple browser tabs open for the site? So good question here. Uh, so one thing here is that if you click on the slate selector in the top left corner, you're going to see two tabs. You're going to see all slates, and then you're going to see my slates. Okay. So what my slates is, if I just hop over here, it's going to be active. So my slates is any slate that you either have an entries file for. So you can see this entries column. So if you have an entries file with entries, it's going to basically star that slate automatically, move it over here or any slate that you ran a build for. So you can see that I have multiple sites here, right? I have FanDuel, I have DraftKings, I have multiple uh, slates, right? I have the Sunday to Monday, I have the main slates, I have the afternoon only. So anytime you upload something, uh, it's going to get moved to that My Slates column, and then uh, you should be able to handle it from there. So that is the way to see, like, in a snapshot, hey, I'm playing all of these uh, slates on all of these sites and and uh, give you, like, an idea of, like, where to work from. But one thing that, that I like to do personally here is that for each of those slates in My Slates, I will open up a new SaberSim window. And, and just in case you guys didn't know, so... Um, you know, if I were to come back to just showing my screen here. So I'm showing my screen. So I have this one SaberSim tab open in the top left. I can have a second SaberSim tab open with another site. So maybe I'm playing, you know, the single game on FanDuel and the showdown on DraftKings. So I can have those up in two different windows. Uh, the great thing is like, hey, you know, I'm going to kick off a build for my DraftKings showdown. I can just hop over to FanDuel while that one is running and then go start, you know, my process for the FanDuel lineups and, and, you know, dial things in and then uh, kick off that build. So definitely time savings, having multiple SaberSim windows open at once here, just to kind of streamline your process a little bit. So I would take advantage of that uh, feature there and the my slates, and then that should get you on your way here. All right. Second question from Scion. This is a good one. Uh, looks like GM33 jumped in and helped me out here, but happy to uh, display it for everybody watching the show. So question says, is there a way to, in NFL to only have wide receiver and running back in the flex position on DraftKings? There definitely is. So let me just go back to yesterday's um, 
one of yesterday's slates here. So I will just go back to the main slate here and I will just uh, walk through how to do this. So let's say that, you know, I'm going to open up a new workspace here and I only want to have a running back or wide receiver in my flex. So how do I handle that? So basically what I do is I go to the flex column. I make sure to go uh, into the individual position column here. And then what I need to do, I basically need to uncheck all of the non-running back or wide receivers, which would only be tight ends here, right? So what I want to do is go to position and right-click on the column header. I want to click on tight ends. I want to see the tight ends here. All this is going to do is just show you different players. It's not going to remove or add anybody to your pool. So now I'm looking at only the tight ends. Then I need to go to the top left corner, the mass uncheck button in the column header. I just need to click that. It will uncheck all of the tight ends in my player pool. And then I need to go back to position. I need to right click again. And then I need to click select all. So then now when I come back here, only the wide receivers and running back are going to be checked. I can scroll down here and see that no tight ends are in my uh, flex player pool here. So that is how you do that. And uh, let me know if you have any more questions on that. But good question there. And thank you, GM33, for the help. All right. Next question here from the piano teacher. Uh, really quickly, Tim said, where's the link to verify? We are in the challenge. I can't find it on the page. So so the link to the Google Doc that shows whether you were uh, you're listed or not is in the Discord. So if you're in the Discord, in the Office Hours channel, I post a going live message one hour before. Uh, we have that sheet in the description of the video. We will also pin it to the, to the channel. So if you go to Office Hours channel, you go to pinned threads here or pinned messages, I will post the link and I will pin it at the top. So pin... Uh, max challenge list. Let me just make a note for myself. So I will make sure, uh, make that easy to find here. All right. Uh, next question here from the piano teacher said for late swap, what exactly is happening when we run a contest? It almost seems too good to be true that I can't wrap, wrap my mind around what is happening. Okay. Great question here. So let's say that, you know, you're playing the main slate. Uh, you are, I'm on the West coast. All the games started at 10 AM for me. So all these 10 a.m. games play, and then, you know, as these 1.25 p.m. games approach here, you want to go and, you know, one, make sure that you don't have any out players, right? So you come into the app, wait for those sims to run one hour before the, the game time, and then check to see if your red lightning bolt is active. That will let you know if you have players that are out in your lineups. And then uh, once you check that, you know, maybe you want to do a late swap, right? You want to take advantage of of the latest and greatest simulations and, and try and, you know, squeak out some additional edge by accounting for any inactives, uh, any, you know, uh, target shares moving, et cetera, like that. Like I know um, one person was uh, Rashad Penny was like a, uh, was a scratch for the, for Philly there. And we had him projected in the morning. Right. So that, that could have been one thing that you could have uh, taken advantage of there. But anyways, you come into here, you late swap. So what happens when you late swap? How do you late swap? Right. So first way to late swap, go to contests here. And then from your contest, make sure that your contests are checked here. And then I'm going to close that tab. And then it's going to uh, bring up my lineup. So it looks like I just had like a dummy uh, for, for this example here. And then I'm going to go to late swap up in the top right where the lineups pop out is. So you go to your lineups, you look at those, and then you just click late swap. It is going to open up a new workspace here. 
And then it is going to say uh, swap one. So that'll tell you that it's your late swap workspace here. When you come in here, if the player's games have started, they will be grayed out. As you can see, I can't adjust projections. I can't adjust minimax exposure. I will only be able to do that for the players whose games have not started, right? And then from there, I can go, I can set my pool size. I can uh, set any rules, et cetera, here. And then basically what happens is that I will rerun the build. So we will go back into the Sims. We will do the same process as running a normal build, simulating, uh, pulling a subsample of the Sims, seeing how the players did in those games, and then building your lineups based on that. But what happens is that each lineup has uh, players locked. So if the player's game has already started, they're locked in and their position is locked in. So then the builder will see, okay, with the remaining salary, with the remaining, with the remaining positions available, how can I build the best lineup? And it will build the best lineup around those players there uh, based on the simulations, right? And then all of those lineups go into your pool. However many lineups you have, we are building iterations of that lineup. So say you have 10 lineups and your pool size is 100 here. We are going to build 10 iterations of each of each original lineup. So think about it as like you have 10 parent lineups. And then for each parent lineup, you're building 10 different child versions of that parent lineup that is how that is how you're going to be able to adjust minimax exposures adjust your min uniques uh, make any changes in the post build here so we are not rebuilding each lineup one time we are building you a pool of lineups with options uh, so that is that is what is happening in your late swap building and then when you run the contest mm -hmm. sim you are just running the contest sim so it is looking at the lineups and then it is running it against the field lineups here a uh, couple things with that so one thing to note is that we are not updating for the actual ownership in the contest right so our ownership is in buckets here so it is in uh 13 distinct buckets here but they are not contest specific here right so ownership is not updating after lock at the moment here and it is uh running a contest sim in late swap is basically the same as running a contest sim in the before the slate starts so no major differences there but good question happy to walk through how the late swap building process works all right second question here from the piano teacher question says one more question if we select a build we just ran as our contest sim pool does it sim the pool against itself great question so let's go to uh maybe this build three will have lineups in it and we could talk about this so i do see lineups here so so you're going to have options here, right? So if I uh, go, hold on. All right. So one thing here, guys, uh, as you can see right now, the game panel doesn't have any filters or the X buttons, right? And then what I am looking at is an old version of the site here. So it's called a cached version here. If the site does not look like what it looked like before, all you need to do is just do a hard refresh, like a control shift R or command shift R. It will uh, basically clear the cache and then bring you like to the current version of SaberSim here. So that now you can see I have those filters back and those uh, team X's back. And then my save to contest is, is nice big letters here. So that was one thing I was noticing. I was unable to collapse these lineups and that was telling me that I was on a cached version of the site here. So then now um, when I go to my contest sim settings, so you see, I have all these different builds. I build one, build two, build three, build four, and I have swap one. So I go to my contest sim settings and I go into my field lineups. One, I'm going to see all the Saber Sim drop downs here. If I close those and maybe I'm 
they're not closing, but I can just scroll down. So I'm going to have the lineups from build one, from build two, from build three, which is the build that I'm in as an option to sim against. So this is like, hey, I want to create my own field lineups or I want to upload field lineups from an outside source, right? All you need to do is just write, you need to open a new workspace and then right click on the workspace and then you're going to have a upload pool option, right? So that is one way to do it. So maybe you want to take the lineups from build three and then sim them against lineups that you had in build five here. Uh, maybe you want to sim these lineups against themselves for whatever reason. So then what I would do is I would change my field lineups to build three here. And then I would basically be simming all the lineups in a contest against themselves and then seeing what the ROIs were returned from those. Uh, we, we recommend you know, building your set of lineups and then simming them against a theoretical field here. So we're, we're, we're providing those fields for you. I would recommend using them. We've worked so hard to create so many different types of ownership. Uh, the ownerships are exposures from builds that, that are constructed of field lineups, right? So if you click on low stakes, 20 max, uh, this is a build. And there are lineups in this build with exposures and the exposures are ultimately the ownership projections here. If you want to look at what those lineups look like here, go to contests and then go to ownership contests. And then I can go and see, Hey, this low stakes 20 max, let me view this and let me see what these lineups look like. Let me see what the exposures are. Let me see what the stacks are. And let me see if I agree with those, right? Let me look at the team stacks. Let me look at the stack exposures. You know, how correlated are these? Uh, how many runbacks am I using? Things like that, right? And then you can go and actually view the lineups. If you wanted to adjust these, right? Like, hey, you know, maybe I want to take these 5,000 lineups and I want to get rid of 500 because I think that um, Tyree Kill is going to have more exposure than 22%. So then what I could do, is create is click create custom field here when i do that it's going to open up this this new build right it's going to call it low stakes 20 max so maybe i want to increase artificially increase tyree kills ownership here from the 22 percent in our pool here which we're seeing uh so what i would do is i would go and i would use the magnifying glass icons and then i would say hey show me lineups that do not have tyree kill and the way i recommend doing this is Right now, the lineups are sorted by projected score, highest to lowest. I would actually sort them opposite, and I would sort them lowest to highest by projected score because it's more likely that your field lineups are going to be higher projected score lineups than lower projected score lineups. And then I would just come in here, and I, I, I would literally just start trashing these. And I would, I would actually do this from the pool tab, and then I would just sit here, and then you could just click these over and over and over again. Uh, we are working on ways to get like a uh, mass trash function here. So that would make this process a little easier. But then, you know, by eliminating all of these lineups that do not have Tyree Kill in them, what, once you unfilter here, the ratio of lineups with Tyree Kill to the ratio of lineups without Tyree Kill is going to be higher. And then that will artificially change his ownership, right? So I'm just going to stop right here. I think I've gotten rid of like 150 and then I'm going to unfilter here and then going to go back to my uh, my lineups here. I'm going to change this to the 4852 that I was seeing. So I got rid of 150 lineups here. 
And then Tyreek Hill's exposure went up to uh, 22.7 here, right? So about a uh, 0.7 increase here. And, uh, you know, the, the more lineups without him that I get rid of, the easier I would, the, the higher his ownership would go here, right? The higher his exposure would go. So that is one way to alter the field here and make it look more like what you want it to look like. So that is one way to do that. All right, scrolling down here. Next question from Black Llama. Question says, Good afternoon, Andrew. I have a question for you. If I'm playing in a contest of 150 max lineups, but I'm only entering 10, when building lineups, should I set my settings as 150 max and number of lineups at 10, or should the number of lineups equal the max number of lineups for the contest, and then I can pick the best 10 lineups to enter into the contest? Okay, good question here. So I'm going to go back to uh, this build three. We'll just work from this build here. So what I would do is when setting up, how am I going to, you know, build lineups for this contest? I would build based on the contest settings, not the number of entries that you're playing here. So what I would do is go to my build settings, which not seeing my slider. So I'm just going to do a refresh here. So I'd go to my settings. Interesting. Oh, because I was in optimizer mode. I didn't know why I was in optimized mode. So my sliders are back here. So I would set this up as uh, 150 max here. So, hey, you know, entry limit 150. I can just change my number of lineups to the number I'm playing, right? So if I'm only playing 10, then I only need to see 10 here. And then, you know, set your entrance appropriately. Uh, so always put the contest settings in here, regardless of how many lineups you're playing. And then just a note here, right? So if I'm if I'm looking at 20 lineups, these are the top 20 lineups. If I'm looking at 150 lineups, these are the top 20 lineups plus an additional 130 lineups, right? So if if my number of lineups is set to 10 and then I change it to 150, those 10 are still going to be the top 10 and then you're just going to add the rest of the lineups uh, basically below it here, right? So, so all you need to do is just set that to 10. You do not need to set that to 150. You're going to see the top, the same top 10 lineups, basically no matter what here. So don't, don't uh, worry about setting that higher than you need. Just set that at the appropriate number. So I realized that build three was like a build I ran in optimizer mode that only had 20 lineups in it. So I'm just going to kick off a new build here and just let these run while I get our next question. All right. Next question here from Wally. Question says, can you explain how to use the GeoMean filter? I saw your office hours where you reference it. I cannot find it though. Great question here. So let me just pull up the entire screen so I could uh, show exactly how this works here. So in the top right corner, we have this hamburger menu. Click on this here and then you go down to help. When you click help, it opens up our support library automatically here. This is a great video if you're just trialing with SaberSim, you know, trying to learn how the tool works. Watch this getting started video. But for the, the geometric mean, go down to frequently asked questions, go down to view more. This open up our support library. Type in geometric mean. And then in this, you're going to see this how to do ownership product and how do ownership product and geo and ownership geometric mean work here. It's a four minute tutorial video walking through the differences between some ownership, product ownership, and geometric mean, how they work, like the math behind them, 
uh, why they're important and how to apply them in the app on the home screen if you're on the standard plan and as a post-build filter if you are on the pro or ultimate plan. So check out this video. It is a very uh, comprehensive video. Try to, you know, make it nice, short, and sweet for you guys. It will show you, you know, the geometric mean formula, how to apply those, and, and what you're looking for. So this is a great video. I will actually just link it in the uh, YouTube chat here, and I will also send it to you in the Office Hours channel as well, since you posted it in the Discord here. But good question there. Happy to showcase that. All right, getting Saberson pulled back up here. And this is our last question in the Discord at the moment, and then we will be jumping over to the YouTube chat. Question says, by chance, can you tell me what the me my metrics field is looking at once you've built your lineups? Are lineups with the highest number of metrics better lineups than lineups with lower metrics? So, so okay, so if you are building a custom metric here, okay, so you go to my add metric, it is going to automatically name it my metric. It depends what you're doing, right? So if you are doing my projection, some um, rank ascending, what, what this is going to do is depending on how many lineups are in your pool here, there are 5,000, it's going to rank is going to give it a number between one and 5,000 here. So that is what rank is going to do. And then it's going to be ascending versus descending. So ascending is going to give the highest projected score lineup a rank of one is going to go one as the highest and then 500 as the lowest that is in line with how projected score is sorted by default right uh descending is going to do highest to lowest so your highest projected score lineup is going to have the biggest number of 5,000, right so depends how you want to view the information and then it depends what what metrics you're sorting for right so there's rank there's value which will calculate the sum here so it will look at all the players projections sum them up to the number that it comes up with and then normalize will give the highest projected score lineup a score of 100 and then it will scale all the other projected scores down from there so it depends what the my metric uh details are as to why it is showing the number it is showing and ultimately if that number is a good or bad thing all right next question from deshaun said is there a way to limit getting so many punt plays or salary relief plays in the same lineup on NFL showdown builds. Like last night I was getting two backup running backs in the same lineup in showdown builds for Cowboys versus the giants. Is there a rule to limit that also is showdown builds are the Sims already accounting for correlation or should I move the correlation slider up to one or two? Okay. Great question here. So I'm going to start with the second part first here. So let's say I'm going to go to tonight's showdown slate. So we are going to have this Buffalo and Jets showdown slate for tonight. So just going to navigate over to this slate here. And what you're going to see with the slider settings is all the slider settings are for, for all these entry limits, right? If I go to 150 max, if I go to 20 max, if I go to three max, uh, even a little smaller field, right? The only time these sliders really change is in single entry, like less than a hundred entrance, right? But even a hundred to one K entrance, we're all on these zero 10 sliders and what zero 10 sliders are doing. They are going into our simulation database. They're grabbing a single game sim from the game. They're playing out the sim and then they are building the best possible lineup from that sim and then putting it into your pool. The thing that the reason why we don't have correlation slider on is because we have play-by-play -play sims. So because we we 
can run these sims out play by play. When Josh Allen throws Stefan Diggs a touchdown, we understand that those two plays are correlated, right? So we're capturing like natural correlation here. The reason we have a correlation slider in general is to inflate those correlations in these large field tournaments, in these big, you know, 13 game classic slates here. We actually want to boost the correlation a little bit. Uh, we don't need to do that in showdown, right? We are trying to build the optimal lineup. So having the play-by-play -play sims, trying to get those accurate game scripts is going to be enough for this contest type. So I would recommend not adjusting the sliders. I would leave the correlation at zero. And then second part here, uh, is, is there a way to limit getting so many punt plays or sal salary relief plays in the same lineup? So if you wanted to do this, right, what you could do is you create some type of rule, right? There are a couple of different ways to do this. So you could create a rule where you are putting the two players in a in a uh, manual rule together. So you say, you know, use no more than one, and then you just filter for the Jets maybe, and then you go down here, and then you look at their lowest projected plays, and then you pick some of these guys, right? Maybe I don't want to use uh, Mike. Maybe I only want to use one, one running back, right? So I'm going to say put Michael Carter, put – Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook in a group rule and say only use one, right? So that's one way to do it. Uh, another way to do it, uh, which you could focus on like lower salary players, is go to group, go to automatic, and then you're going to say use no more than one. You can decide if you want to do this uh, by captain or flex. And like if I only want to do flex plays for this rule, use no more than one. And then I can do my projection you know, less than, less than three, right? So then it's going to put Michael Carter, Jeremy Rucker, and Jason Brownlee in a group rule. And it is going to say, hey, use no more than one. This actually for the entire slate here. So I'm going to unfilter here and I can go and look at all the players. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players projected for less than three points. So let's put them all in a rule here and then say, use no more than one. And if I say this as a manual rule, I could actually go and open the rule and make sure that it looks that way. So there's a, they're, they're showing 27, but that's only because they're also counting all these players that are projected for zero points here. So there's adding the nine guys with projections plus the guys that are zero and then creating the rule. But, but it's ultimately the same thing happening here. So probably some type of rule will get you what you are looking for. All right, question from Wise. Is there a way to set exposures prior to building? If I play 150 lineups and I don't want anyone over 50% ownership, I have to manu manually adjust them after the build now versus being able to adjust in the past. Okay, so this was this used to be a build feature here. So I'm actually going to go back to the classic slate. I think this rule makes a little more sense on, on a main slate here. So if I go back to, I believe, this build four here. So... I don't have any lineups at the moment, right? But let's say that I know that I don't want more than 50% exposure to any one player. So it used to be a build setting here. It used to say like max exposure, you would put it in as a global. Uh, this went away for a little bit. And then uh, we actually just brought this back at the end of last week. If you guys are in the Discord, uh, make sure to check any messages that get posted in the release notes channel. We usually tag everybody with an at everyone. So if you guys see that, uh, check the release notes. It'll give you updates about bugs, about new features, et cetera, here. So if you go to max exposure and you right-click on the column header and you toggle over to the right, you're going to see this global max exposure option now. It is uh, newer. It came. It went live at the end of last week here. We wanted to get it out before week one. But you can click this. You can set your exposure. Say, I don't want more than 50% to any one player. 
hit yes, and then it will fill the max exposure for all the players into this column here. So, so global max exposure has returned, and that is how you use it. All right, good question there. And our next question here is from JP. JP said, is sim diversity basically just the variance of each sim? Great question. So uh, sim diversity, what we are doing is we have thousands of sims of each game on the slate. Depending on where your sim diversity slider is, we are going to use a different number of sims when building your lineup. So the best, the easiest example is using the ends, the ends here. So if I were to use zero, it is going to use all of the sims. And what that means is that it is going to use the average projections that you see here in the home screen. So the, the projections in the my projection column are the player's means from all the sims here. So zero is going to use this average projection. 10, like we said for showdown, is going to use a single game sim from each game on the slate. And then in between is the sliding scale. So nine is less sims. And then as you lower this number, eight, seven, six, five, it's going to use more and more and more sims, but it's still not going to use all of them until you get back to zero here. So it is our way of, of, of bucketing the sims here. And ultimately, like this is what leads to SaberSim subscribers having different lineups from other SaberSim subscribers here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, kind of walked through a demo last week, but happy to walk it through it again. So like at Sim Diversity 9, you know, very high Sim Diversity. We're going to be taking very small buckets of Sims here for each game on the slate. So let's say that we are taking five Sims. So let's say there's 5,000 Sims of each game on the slate. So we might take, you know, Sim 1, Sim 900, Sim 1300, Sim 2700, and Sim 3000, right? And then when some other Saber subscriber uh, subscriber comes on, you know, but then we're doing that for each game on the slate. And then another Saber Sim subscriber runs a build. We're going to grab a different set of five Sims for each game on the slate. So then there are, you know, probably millions, billions of combinations of, if you were to do like the, uh, the, the combinatorial equation here, which is a NCR equation, which is like uh the number of samples you have, which would be 5,000, and then the number of combinations you want. And then you can like figure out, you know, how many different ways can you combine all of those things? It's like, if I had one through three, I'd do, I could do one and two, I could do one and three, and I could do two and three, right? There's three different ways to combine those. But with 5,000 times 13 games on the slate, the numbers get exponentially high. And that is why SaberSim subscribers are not all building the same lineups, right? So people will ask, how do I get different from other SaberSim subscribers? Like, hey, we are doing that for you with the Sim Diversity slider here. So that is how Sim Diversity works. That is how we keep everybody's lineups different here. And you're all using the power of our simulation database. All right, question from Joe. Joe said, is it still possible to delete lineups completely from your pool as you could in the original version of SaberSim? So, so yes, you can still delete lineups from the pool. Right now, you have to delete them one at a time. We don't have a like a mass unchecked version. So when I was going through that Tyreek Hill example here, you guys saw that I was deleting lineups one at a time here, and I was just going through here and just clicking as fast as I could here. So um Unfortunately, for now, that is the way to do it. We are working on some way to basically like grab a group of lineups and then trash them all in one. So hoping to have that live in the app uh, sooner rather than later. Tim said, how do I know when games are confirmed? Followed by how do I know when players are confirmed for the game here? So the best place to be here is going to be 
in the Discord here. So just so you guys know, the final Sims for all of the games in NFL run one hour prior to their start time. So the 10 a.m. games here will run at 9 a.m. The 125 games will run at 12.25 p.m. And the reason for that is because the inactives come out 90 minutes to lock. We spend that time in between making sure that we have all the correct players projected and and, um, make sure we have all the correct players that are out, out. And then we run the final game sims. Uh, So you can hover over the last, uh, over the refresh projections icon, and you can see the last time it was updated. But the NFL lineup alerts channel in the Discord is going to be the best place. You're going to get to see which games ran, when they completed, are any more sims running here. And then that would tell you like, hey, you know, all the sims are complete and you're good to go. So there's usually a lot of chatter around this in the NFL channel. In on Sunday morning, uh, people would track and be like, okay, you know, last sim is run. Let's rock and roll. So uh, being in the Discord, another great reason to be in there. All right, Ozone said, for NFL showdowns, if you're playing 150-man, 20-man, and single entries, would you recommend using only one contest sim for all of them, maybe 20-man? Uh, so good question here. So I'll tell you guys the way the way that uh, I, I did this. And the way that I did this was that I still like to make two separate builds, one for one in one, a single entry and three max, one for 20 max and 150 max. And the reason for that is that that is right in line with the DFS profit plan. If you guys aren't familiar with that, it's on our YouTube channel. Jordan did an NFL specific video uh, focusing on walking through the DFS profit plan and how to apply that to the NFL lobby in 2023 here. So check that out. But what I am doing is I am setting my builds into uh, two separate builds, and then I can run up to five contest sims for each build here. So then I'm picking out like the five contests that I care most about, and then uh, I can set up the contest sims in one build, set up five in another build, and then run them, and then use those contest sims to uh, fill my lineups, right? Take those sorting metrics and then use them however I want here. I think it's okay to use less than five contest sims if you want to just use one and then uh, you know pick the contest that you care the most about in one build and then pick the contest that you care the most about in another build. Uh, you could do that, right? So you have a lot of different options there. I still like the two separate builds though and then contest sims within each build. All right, good question here. And uh, we are all caught up with the YouTube chat. I actually have one more question here that came in from support. So at the moment, this is our last question in the queue here. If anybody has any last questions, now is a great time to get those in. But question says, what's the best way to do cash? Turn off the SIM in build mode to optimizer. Also in cash, would you do a contest SIM then rank it based on a metric? Great question here. So what I would do to build lineups in cash mode here, go to your settings, turn build mode from SIM to optimizer. Like I said, what SIM is going to do is it's going to randomly sample the SIM database for all of the games. You don't really want to do that in cash, right? Cash is head-to-heads, double-ups. You you can use it for triple-ups, right? So you are trying to just beat a certain percentage of the field and get into that top 50%, where it doesn't matter if you're the top 1 percentile or the top 20 percentile or the top 49th percentile, right? As long as you're in the top 50% there, you are usually pretty good. So if I change the optimizer mode, what this is going to do is going to... treat SaberSim like a traditional optimizer, optimizing for projected points. And it is going to build you the number of lineups you request with mini uniques as a pre-built input here. You can also go set up randomness, rules, etc. here. Once you run this build, 
I believe build three was an optimizer build because I'm only had 20 lineups here. It is going to automatically sort this by projected score here. This is the sorting method that I would recommend if you wanted to use a different one. I think that you could use 50th percentile here, right? Which is going to account for the median as opposed to just the mean here, right? So it is going to look at all the lineups and say, hey, these were the top uh the top 50th percentile lineups, right? So I would use, uh, you could use 50th percentile or projected score, which is the default. I wouldn't run contest sims. Uh, I would just focus on trying to get as many projected points as possible or lineups that are finishing in the top 50th percentile. But those are the two sorting metrics that I would use for cash. So good question. We'll get a timestamp recording of this question being answered back over to you. But with that being said here, we are all caught up. Appreciate everybody tuning in for our Max Challenge uh, giveaway. Shout out to Steven1974, second place in the Mini Max, and shout out to Belcaro J, our giveaway winner. Our support team will reach out to both of you. But until tomorrow, take care, everybody. Good luck. I will see you all then. Thanks. Bye.